The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 101.7 FM WDEL. Years ago, there was a great public servant in the Senate. His name? Tom Coburn. Tom Coburn had this government waste project, which was awesome. I mean, look, these senators and and Congress critters can spend a million bucks a year on a staff. And what Coburn decided was really important was to let you know where the waste was. And I actually had him on the air a few times years ago. He's the one that um, that I quoted for many, many years about waste in the Pentagon. Uh, he's the guy that inspired me to look more and more into the trillion-dollar waste of your money in this thing called the F-35 Strike Eagle. And he also uh, had a great staff that was doing all this research, and and I wondered, man, what's going to happen with these folks? Because, you know, even though Congress, in their piggy ways, were reticent to actually take their, their well, euphemistic noses out of the financial trough, the people who were working with them were awesome. So, fast forward to today. I'm doing a little research here on a group called OpenTheBooks.com. It's a government transparency group, and they found out something really disturbing about what's happening in New York when it comes to hospital donations to Governor Cuomo's re-election campaign and these are from the same hospitals that I guess we're lobbying. We'll find out uh, from this guy. Uh, we're lobbying to have these COVID-19 patients put into nursing homes. Now, when I said this guy, so I was doing a little research and I realized uh, quickly in, in looking at this, this guy we have on the phone right now, this guy, Andrew Angievsky, worked for Tom Coburn. And I did not know this until this morning when I started doing some research. And so I got to tell you, I'm filled with excitement and enthusiasm. Adam, don't blow it. I, I, I want to know that, that you guys are continuing. We we're, we're loaded. We're Dude, loaded and, with oversight. And, and I'm going to bet that I'm the first person who, who has introduced you this way um, on the air because I was a huge fan of Coburn. And when I saw that you actually worked with him, and I, I thought, oh, my God, th- you're doing God's work. Well, thank you very much. We, uh, I was never on Dr. Tom Coburn's staff. However, uh, he's our honorary chairman at OpenTheBooks.com. Yeah. He helped launch us on a national basis. I remember meeting in his office with him in 2012, and uh, we instantly became blood brothers and launched this uh, nonprofit, OpenTheBooks.com, on a national basis. Um, we fought together very, very closely over the years, and unfortunately, uh, Coburn, the legendary U.S. Senator from Oklahoma, he was on the Time 2013 100 Most uh, most Influential Persons in the World uh, list in 2013. He passed right here in uh, December of 20, uh, I'm sorry, March of 2020. So um, you're carrying on his legacy, and I know that you had uh, you'd done some work with him in the past, and it, it's just disappointing as all get out to me, though, that with all the great reportage that came out of his Senate office, with all the people who had uh, been influential with organizations and and with people like me, there was there really wasn't a, a lot of movement when it comes to all the pork in Congress and the Senate, even based upon all his reporting. Or or did he have some accomplishments that we should be aware of? Well, he really did. He saved 
hundreds of billions of dollars by identifying duplicative government programs and getting those programs cut. As a matter of fact, all the way to this day on a bipartisan basis, there's a commission that identifies those programs for cutting. And then many of them, like I say, hundreds of billions of dollars have been cut, and they keep a running scorecard of the success. That's just one of Coburn's. Well, where do we, uh, we where do we impact. find that? Where, where do we find that information? Where is it? I'll have to dig it up to you, uh, for you and get it to you. Um, if you do, you it, email me. You've got my email address, uh, Rick at WDL.com, and I promise I'll share it with my listeners. Be- because I, I remember over the years seeing some little things here and there, but it didn't seem like it was anything comprehensive, and I'm glad to be wrong about that, and I really want to see what it was. And Coburn's been all over improper payments. Our organization oh, yeah. at OpenTheBooks.com, next week, right after the election, we're, gonna, we're going to uh, launch our oversight report on improper payments. I'll just preview a section of that right now for you, Rick. Uh, since 2004, the 20 largest federal agencies admit – to spending, to improperly and mistakenly paying $2.2 trillion in improper payments. The biggest offenders are Medicaid and Medicare. They're uh, peaking with improper and mistaken payments, about $700 million a uh, uh, about, uh, I'm sorry, about, uh, about, uh, $106 million a year between the two programs. And obviously the left wants to put those programs on steroids. They want yeah. Medicare for Medicaid for all. So let me, uh, let me address that one specifically and get your take on that. Here in Delaware, in the past, we have had state's attorney general who have uh, looked into as Medicaid abuse and what they have found, and I think what we've found around the country as well, is that it is uh, criminal physicians who lie about uh, their patients, and they uh, they apply for Medicare and Medicaid funds uh, for patients that either don't exist, or let me give you a very specific example. There was a dentist here in Delaware who was charging Medicaid for uh, for anesthesia uh, for their for his patients, and his patients were all children. Turns out he lied. He never gave them anesthesia at all. He was drilling and filling and pulling teeth to these kids without even giving them a local. No Novocaine, nothing. And just said, bear with it, punk kid. I'm going to apply for the money. I'm going to get the money from the government. I'm going to keep the money. Well, they found the guy. They busted him. And as I understand, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, Adam, the, the vast majority of that fraud with Medicare and Medicaid comes from physicians like that. Well, uh, so about 14 cents on every dollar is just outright fraud and recoverable payments. 86 cents on every dollar is just gone forever. They're not able to recapture it. The audits, the forensic audits, the investigations, it's just out the door. So last year, $106 million on Medicaid and Medicare, uh, you know, 86% of it gone, you know, $90 billion, billion, you know, out the door. So, so, and it was $106 billion. We got to get our decimals right, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. So, uh, look, the IRS can't get their uh, act together either. The earned income tax program, $18 billion a year improperly mistakenly spent, and that's just gone. They they hardly get any of that back. So I was at OpenTheBooks.com, and uh, and I'm looking to see what you know the kind of work you guys are doing. And you know, even in Delaware, there's uh, you have a list of how much some of our uh, government employees are making. There's someone with the uh, the Racing Commission, a couple of people making $477,000. And I thought, 
Huh? I, geez, that's a tremendous amount of money. You know, yeah, over the I'd, racing commission. I'd like amazing. to be a race. I'd love to be a racing commissioner. Now, now, where do you get these uh, these figures? So we uh, we filed last year forty one thousand five hundred Freedom of Information Act requests on nearly every single substantial public body in the entire country. So uh-huh. you're probably looking at Delaware state payroll figures that came right from uh, the state of Delaware on a Freedom of Information Act request. And we just post that at openthebooks.com. We've got virtually every single public employee salary and pension record at every level of government across the whole country, including the local level, your schools, your townships, towns, villages, cities, everything. We've got it at openthebooks.com. And uh, and if I look at like people, there's four people on the Thoroughbred Racing Commission here in Delaware. Uh, they have their you have their names. It's openthebooks.com forward slash Delaware dash state dash employees. And then there's a forward slash annual wages, four hundred seventy seven thousand five hundred seventy one dollars and fifty eight cents. It says the source here is the Delaware Department of State. So you're actually saying, OK, I uh, we know the FOIA form. We're going to send that to you and you tell us uh, how much they're being made and. And you can certify that these are actual numbers of what they're being paid? So this is this is the data that we received from them. So we don't manipulate it. We post it as we receive it. Um, we will put a special fact check on that. $477,000 for somebody on a gaming commission. That just doesn't doesn't seem right. There's so either, four of them, by the way. There's four made a people. Mistake, or maybe it's right. I mean, look, all these... We, uh, we have special flags and checks that uh-huh. our team reaches back when we get something like that. So I'll have to check it out to see if we reached back, got an answer, that type of thing. But it yeah. should be accurate. I mean, we, we, you know, sometimes government make mistakes. Our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, we, we rarely make a mistake. All right. So you have opened up this scandal in New York. Tell us about it. So here's the top line. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo he solicited 347 state vendors. They gave him $6.2 million in campaign donations, and they pocketed $7 billion in state payments. We ran our study between uh, 2014 and 2019, and then we updated it for the COVID crisis in New York through, the, through spring of 2020. The big scandal in New York with the governor was he was ordering nursing homes and assisted living facilities to take people who were positive with COVID-19 from the hospitals. And what I'm understanding here now is you're seeing these huge campaign contributions from the hospitals, from those, I guess, the corporations or administrators or a combination of the two, to the Cuomo campaign. And you're right, that that does sound extraordinarily that that is a that does look scandalous from the outset. What do you think? So New York has weak laws on campaign finance at the federal level. Since 1940, federal contractors are barred from giving campaign cash to federal uh, in federal elections. That includes the president. They can't do right. it in New York. It's a free for all. And we, uh, you know, although this at arm's length, at arm's length, look. And, and we don't have subpoena power. We can't go deeper. So at arm's length, all of these donations 
and then separately the payments and contracts that follow or the contracts that are renegotiated uh, Mm -hmm. that follow the campaign money, uh, all of it is completely legal in the state of New York. However, it's not ethical. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm looking at Miranda Devine's uh, article here in the New York Post, and and she writes, uh, we discover that Cuomo got campaign funds from the hospital organizations that lobbied for his lethal policy for the elderly and which then bought TV ads whitewashing his culpability. Right. So let's walk through the timeline here. Yeah. Um, so we broke this at the New York Post in Miranda's tremendous piece. It was a full-page ad yesterday in the New York Post, uh, full-page a column yesterday in the New York Post, breaking our findings. Tomorrow morning at Forbes, I put up the whole 2,800-word study uh, on Cuomo. So here's, here's the timeline on the, on the COVID order. Uh, the Greater New York Hospital Association, we're just going to call them the association, they funneled a million dollars to Cuomo's reelection through the state Democratic Party in 2018. Through a loophole in election law reporting, a lot of that was secret until right before the election. So nobody even knew that they did it. But that helped reelect uh, Andrew Cuomo. Now, the same year, that same association and the health care union, that was uh, 1199 SEIU, they backed Cuomo's health care reforms. They spent nearly $6 million lobbying in the state capitol that year. Mm-hmm. So they spent... So the association spends a million bucks through the Democratic Party to get that, that flows into the Cuomo reelection campaign. The, uh, the association and the union spend nearly $6 million lobbying in Albany. Now, you remember the governor, through an accounting gimmick on Medicaid, he shorted the 2019 Medicaid payments and pushed them into 2020. And that created a $4 billion deficit in Medicaid. So he appoints an all-star commission. Who co-chairs it? the top dog at the union and the top dog from the association. Now, just right before he appoints them in February, six weeks ahead of time, uh, the association top dog gives him a personal campaign contribution of 5,000. And just 28 days before the appointment, the union gives him an extra 15,000. So an extra $20,000 goes directly into his campaign. Those guys are appointed. Those guys are his go-to guys on the pandemic, which then hits in March. The association puts together this this uh, plan. They pitch it to Cuomo to do an executive order to take the seniors into back to the that are positive on COVID back to the senior centers, and he signs off. So what you just laid out is a governor that's uh, operating in his own political interest, not in the public interest, allowing people to die in nursing homes and uh, and, and assisted living so that he can be reelected as governor and put his buddies on boards that control all this stuff. And when they start getting bad press, what does the association do? They go up on the airwaves with five and six figure purchases of advertising saying that the hospitals are safe and, uh, in promoting the governor. So if people in New York don't care about this, they don't, don't, they just don't care about this. Are you getting any sense that they care about this? Well, it's not only about the people of New York any longer. So if Joe Biden wins the election for president, he's already floated the name that Andrew Cuomo is going to be the next attorney general of the United States. This is why this study is so important, because Cuomo could be the top law enforcement officer in the country come February. So what you've laid out looks like corruption. But in New York, the laws are so slack, it's not really corruption or is it something that's prosecutable? 
Look, here's what we say. This is a legalized money laundering scheme. Okay, so it's money's flying everywhere. Everyone's benefiting except those seniors in the in the uh, in the senior centers. And now there's been about fifteen or sixteen thousand seniors in the senior centers that have that have died because of COVID nineteen. And it's estimated that about sixty five hundred. Uh, extra deaths were caused because of this executive order, which the governor eventually reversed. Okay, so it was bad policy. And now we we find this legalized. It's at arm's length. Again, it's all legal. Right. But it's not ethical. No, and and it shows that people. This, it shows that this deadly policy. They want this guy as the top law enforcement officer in the country. Vote for Joe Biden. You got this. You got this guy as uh, what uh, the U.S. attorney general. Um the, the the thing is, you know, whether or not uh, is it a scandal? You say, of course, it is legal, certainly unethical, and and I think the way you laid this out shows that Cuomo was obviously profiting politically at the expense of uh, those thousands of seniors who who died. How can we use OpenTheBooks.com here in Delaware? What do we look for? So just um, look up your local uh, municipality your county, your school district, uh, by name, and when and where we have it, with position titles, by unit of government, we show how much folks are making. When you do that, you'll have questions. Ask your you know, elected official to answer your question. Oftentimes, the answer to the question will require you to go into a public meeting on a public comment and ask the question. They still mm-hmm. might ignore you. But then it becomes a media event. Get your friends and family into those meetings and hold the political class accountable for how they spend your tax dollars. Yeah, because I looked at this right now. I thought, my gosh, why are we spending millions, and it is plural, on uh, on salaries uh, for uh, looks like looks like uh, you know for commissioners on uh, thoroughbred racing and harness racing? Uh, it's it's uh, it's stunning to me. I can understand why uh, a director of the psychiatric center would make $300,000 a year, a lot of money, but still, um, that's that's not terribly outrageous. All right, it's, uh, okay, it's a lot of money. <laughs> still, it's openthebooks.com, openthebooks.com. And Adam, what else do you want us to know? Well, we, uh, we work very hard to give tools to regular people where they live so they can follow the money. And so, like I said, last year, we you know, to that end, we've built the, the nation's largest private database of U.S. public expenditures at every level so people can hold the political class accountable. So we, uh, we work for you, and then we do our own investigations like this pay-to-play investigation on Cuomo. Well, I'm glad to see people are taking the good work that Tom Coburn made so famous for decades, really, and, and continuing that, and you're one of them. Andrew Andrzejewski, uh, co-founder of OpenTheBooks.com. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for your interest in our work.